I got through. Mm. You got through, okay. <laughs> ah. ah, okay. I think nice. <laughs> Ba't pa tayo nag-uusap dito? <laughs> eh, di mo. Wala ka naman po lang problema. Magaling ka pala eh. <laughs> Bakit yung title ng episode na to? Never natin na-discuss. <laughs> And welcome to the Long Way Home podcast. I'm Leo Marish Gill. And I'm Hannah Perez. And in this podcast, we talk about the everyday encounters that inspire and shape our lives. Whether it's life abroad, travel, passion, or purpose, join us as we try to figure it out along the way. So in the last episode, we talked about news consumption and how, how the ways we react to news. And I mentioned two words which is reactionary and reactive. I, I, I spoke about what is the difference between those. So I just wanted to correct that because in the last episode, I said reactionary is more opinion-based or fueled by reactions, fueled by emotions without thinking of what you're going to say. And reactive is more what you think about what you're going to say and how you're going to react. But I wanted to correct what reactionary means. It means actually opposing political or social progress or reform is it really just in the context of of news yeah that's that's when you when you use reactionary it's always in the context of news oh, okay i thought it would be like more an adjective that you can use in like in any sentence but usually it's used in the context of po- politics oh mm. So wow. it means like favoring reaction, especially in extreme conservatism or rightism in politics. So reactionary is opposing political or social change. Wow, you're starting While, with grammar 101. I mean, <laughs> vocabulary 101. While reactive, reactive, what I said is like quite close, but reactive means acting in response to a situation rather than creating or controlling it. So you're more based on response mm-hmm. yeah and so we just want to make sure so i was talking to this friend last week two weeks ago Ako ba yung friend na no <laughs> you're not my only friend <laughs> she has other friends i have like four friends <laughs> so i was talking to this other friend um, who's in the philippines we were discussing so many things and then we eventually got into the topic of career and like where we were planned to be in the next year two years blah blah and then <laughs> your face <laughs> nakakainis wait why are like um, who was this person <laughs> face um so I don't talk Hi, to this friend <laughs> <laughs> anyway you were, you were talking about career yeah when we were talking about career he asked me, I didn't realize that you were in your third job already. Like, already. And and I kind of reacted in a way that, is that weird? Or is that wrong? Or is it, like, a bad thing that I'm already in my third job? I mean, I'm 23, I'm not 21. And, and I know people, or even people in the other parts of the world who are 20 and had, like, 10... Oh, eh. oh, ten. <laughs> ten I jobs. I know, like 
part-time jobs yeah. or whatever. It's you. It's normal for other people. Kind of make me think that is having multiple jobs at a young age a big deal for us, like as as Filipinos. I also realized that why why did I have three? I mean, it kind of made me think that hey, why did I have three jobs already again? Like, what were the reasons why? And then I had to because I had to like discuss it with him. Can I ask? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like pressured having? worked already three jobs or like do you feel like it's wrong or what why why is it and Th- that's the thing for I, you? I justified it to him why i had three jobs and mm. then after i actually didn't have any thoughts about it then but then when i had to justify it to him why i already had mm. three jobs mm. it made sense for me because every move there was a reason why it's not like it's not like it's I not was like just you're just jumping from a job, yeah, job out to of yeah another, yeah. It's not like I'm just I was fired or anything. Mm, there were actual or like you were just playing around, yeah. But there were actual reasons why, and being the um, OF OF OFWs that we are. So are ob- you registered as an yeah, okay. own as in company visa? Okay. Okay. And then there are obviously days where I kind of like just think about why I am here. Cause because I it's usually it usually happens after I talk to my parents or have this really proper OFW talks with other with people older than me who has families and blah, blah blah and it's easy to say that I made the move because I wanted to grow career wise or I wanted to earn more money you know what I mean and it's funny because you say about like when you moved here mm-hmm. and I was just thinking what was I thinking why 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 I wanted to move to Dubai or like yeah to- to oh, work th- abroad and i didn't really think about it then like it, it just came as a the next step for me to do i like I, unlike you who actually thought ah this is good for my career this i, I want it for my financial stability yeah i was like i didn't know what i was doing it wasn't so, just me it was also my parents mm-hmm. like they made they they made me see that hey if you move here we're here mm. and you're gonna save up some money for for i mean you're not gonna pay your rent for some time you'll be able to save money or you might be able to travel even mm. so so it, everything made sense and so the move was like just pros hardly any cons and now it kind of made me um reflect on where i am now mm-hmm. um and like from that move from that move to choose to work abroad to where I am now, like I realize that there is that um, factor of being able to do things that I have now versus what I would have been like when if I was still in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. After three jobs, I can say that I've pretty much not that I've experienced the I mean the both ends of the spectrum, but I've I've been into very different environments i was in a startup ah okay i was yeah. in a really really sales 
proper sales-driven environment. And now, I think it's kind of a mix of both because I'm directly working with sales, but I get to be in charge of the and creative. And I think it's a bigger company now than you were before, yeah. Yeah. right? Yes. So from startup to like a big company. Mm. Do, How you feel, mm. do you feel like right now where you are, you're in the right place? Or do you feel... How do you feel, first and foremost, about being here, like, in this job? But I do feel that I am in the right place. Like, I, every move I made, I felt like I was in the right place. Although, of course, some days it won't feel like that. Yeah, of course. Especially for the shittiest days. But, dude, explicit na. Anyway. Nasadja. Nasadja kasi na-check na yung explicit box. But... Yes, I think I'm in the right place in terms of growth. And I always say that I am in the right place because in every job I had, at least, there's not many. There were just two, two previous jobs. There was this arc of excitement and then an arc of um, like stable, stability. I mean, everything's like normal and steady. And then... You assist with other things. You start you start to see what you what more do you want from the job, or are you looking for something else that the current job is not offering you now? I think that's one of the things I also value about being in a certain job or like in my career path is that mm-hmm. I have like a checklist of things that I need to be you know yeah to to do or to be able to find to be fulfilled. With, with my job so for me that's one purpose like I have long-term goals the certain job has to contribute to that goal my the next one is are my skills being put to use or am I just like you know am I just being a robot to them to this company am I contributing to this company to the people around me it's hard to be in a job where you don't f- like there's no return for you And then there's no return for them too. Because like, well, it doesn't make sense. It's, that's not, I don't know, that's not business. I, I don't want to sound like a, an authority on yeah. business yeah. or career. But that's one of the things um, I look for. Um, also, I find that mentors is very, I, I think at the stage I am in right now, I want to look for a good mentor or like a good boss that where I can learn from or who really wants to mentor the team. So if, If I don't have that, if I, if I don't see that in the in the job that I'm like applying for or looking, it's like that's difficult for me. And also, I feel like I always have to be challenged, as as what you said. Like there has to be that arc for me to want to continue, and that and th- that challenge can come in a lot of ways. Like you don't go to work for fig- figuring out, figuring out that oh today I'm gonna take on this challenge. It's it's and exactly it's an arc. It's like a progressive challenge yeah. that you set yourself upon and that you find along the way you know talking about this makes me feel like i'm in a job interview and i'm like freezing. I really? i'm really proper freezing right now <laughs> i i can't i can't know you're dressed up for the occasion so. i'm i'm freaking out i can't i can't add anything but, like literally but, my my brain went blank when you started talking about what i'm looking for is blah blah, blah mentors and bosses but but and this is Oh my gosh, I re- I really can't think of anything. But right this now. is like this the what we had in the in our outline, which is 
What are, what are the deal breakers in the workplace? I talk. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't I, that the same as values? What you value in the workplace? It's almost the same. You just frame it differently. I here's the thing. Okay, I, I, super <laughs> interesting. Go. I, I said I suggested this topic, right? Yeah. But but remember last ep- was that last episode when I talk about job interviews and how I hate doing yeah, yeah, those. Yeah, I know. I remember. And how I prepare so much for the job interview only to like botch it and not follow anything except the dress code. <laughs> this is me. This is, this is what's you happening right at this moment. So, oh my gosh. I think... Okay. Uh, what about... um? What, what, what makes you happy about being in a certain type of work like what do you enjoy doing <laughs> oh my god thanks for saying thanks for simplifying everything yeah. for this anxious person in the job i just want to be able to have that f- certain level of freedom mm. where i'm able to either to share my ideas to, to just put my ideas out there without hard feelings for anyone else once i start feeling that i don't get to openly share my thoughts or give inputs or share what I know from outside the job. Mm-hmm. That could contribute to the project that we're working on once I once people stop me from being able to do that. It's just it's the start of the last arc mm-hmm. <laughs> for me in that job. That's one deal breaker. And another one is as you said the boss is like a huge part of staying in the job. And ooh, one of my um, biggest, one of my biggest issues or concerns mm-hmm. is having someone who micromanages you. No, yeah, I get it. Like when you were talking about that, I was like forming the list yeah. for you of, of what you value in a work environment. Mm-hmm. So for you, it's being able to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. Having that freedom to be able to talk about your ideas, which is super important. I think I love that. And have people listen. Yeah. Like actually listen to you. Because you could just talk and then people are like, eh, okay. That's, that's, what, that's what, what, what a good collaborative team mm-hmm. should be. It's yeah. like, it's open ideas. You just feel confident about your ideas. Give constructive criticism with each other. And then that's fine. This is work. We're going to be, we're going to talk about it. And also trust. That's super important. When 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 you have like a, a boss who micromanages you, I think that just means that there's no trust between both of you. I true. Or yeah, I feel like that's who, I think that's why they micromanage you. It's because um there's no trust. But that shouldn't be the case because they hired you for that certain reason because you're good at your job. Because un- unless you're not good at your job, you shouldn't micromanage me. Like you should I shouldn't be here. In any, I think in any uh, work situation, sometimes those values are left unfulfilled. Sometimes there's just bad days or sometimes there is really shitty jobs. So how do you feel when um, those values are left unfulfilled? You find another job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, although, although my move from my first to second to third job have basically they're out of very practical reasons. There were some things that each job didn't get to, f- I mean, in terms of my goals, they didn't get to fulfill. I think it's just natural. It's not like 
you're unfulfilled as a person. But I think it's just a matter of growing because you grow naturally with the job you're doing. If you're if you're steady and you're mm-hmm. you're already mm-hmm. so good at what you're doing, then I think it's time to like I don't know change departments or take on another take on another big project that's gonna project. make you. That, that that's gonna make it necessary for you to learn a new skill or adjust mm-hmm. to a new environment. So I think it just happens. Yeah, that's what happens when I'm air quotes unfulfilled with the job. What I'm interested in knowing though is because I feel I was because I've been observing people around me, friends too, how how they feel when they're unfulfilled and, and they tell me stories. And sometimes I have those days too. So I have like a list of what happens or of what or I've observed when they're unfulfilled. So I find like they're all always constantly on the edge. Like like they're antsy about where they are where they are or like they're always thinking, oh, is there a better opportunity for me here? Or do I just stay where I am right now because it's pays well or whatever. Those those micro micro stay where I am. Small questions. <laughs> or nagiinarte lang ako. That's the term. Ayon. Yeah. You know, in the pilot episode, we kind of talked about, you know, doing latest nights and having conversations that... That are hard to talk about? No, I mean, conversations around what we don't like, complaints about life mm. and, you know, about daily life and daily so work. So in that pilot episode, we said we don't want to talk about that anymore. Like, we don't want to complain. Yeah, yeah. 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 But... A lot of those complaints are obviously work as we spend our nine hours of our days. Which is normal because yeah. there are just work days where it's just, which is yeah. just no, so, not for me. <laughs> um, were there times when you just feel like, oh, I'm just complaining again and again? Oh, yeah. And you feel bad because why am I complaining? So Of course, there has been so many days like that for me too. But what do you do... To alleviate or yeah, to, yeah. yeah, or to just bring yourself to a better position so you don't have to complain. It's difficult complaining all the time because one, it affects your colleagues. Two, it affects the work that you do. Three, it's harder to wake up in the morning and like go to work if you just think of, oh, I'm going to complain today. Oh, I'm going to hate this today. I'm going to hate that person today. Ugh, ugh, everything. I literally had about three months of that at some point of my life. Not even. Yeah. It's not good. So the way I address the problem is first, okay, what is happening? What is causing me this problem? Is it just, is it personal? Is it personal in a way that is it, it's with the people I deal with? Is it because I just hate this person or he, he strikes me the wrong way. He, she didn't wear, wear the right shoes. I don't like her. (laughs) Or is it actually a bigger thing? Is, is it the work that I'm actually doing? Do I feel like my skills are not right for what, what the job entails? Which makes me unhappy because I can't achieve or I can't do my work correctly. Third, it can be, um, is it the people around me? Is she, um, are they, do I feel like I'm, my work is being attacked? I'm not given constructive criticism or like there's, there's no communi- communication between what I'm doing or what they need and what they need me to be doing. So I find the root of the problem more or less. And then find ways, talk to someone, talk to a, cl- a close co- colleague of mine, try to find a solution. If it's 
more or less I, I I hope I find I find the right solution. I just start my day thinking, okay, I need to have a positive outlook about this. Because if I start my day just already complaining, wala na eh. It's like it, it completely ruins my day. So I just think, okay, we're gonna find a solution to this. This is gonna get fixed no matter how how long it takes. Find the root to um find the root. Number two is find a solution. Ask for a f- ask for help. Talk to someone wise about it. And three, have a positive outlook about it. How about you? Like, how would you? How do you deal with it? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i have to be careful about this during the during the dark era dark era era. dark era literally dark ages yeah the dark (laughs) ages there was literally a time when you know this was the time when i started to notice all the problems like really you know collate everything in my mind that hey this is a problem this is a problem this is a problem what do you mean by that I mean, or this is a thing that I don't didn't like. I don't like, or it's not. This is not going well. This is not working for me. This is not working for us. Ah, there was a time that I've work no, wise or like personal or like dealing with colleagues. What do you mean? We're talking workplace here. Mm. There, there came a time when I noticed everything, and then it just sent me into this really spiral of bad place, mm. and I didn't really have this outlet and. Bottom line, it accumulated, but it was it was a long stretch of complaining, 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 and it didn't just affect me at work. It also affected me outside of work, and it really blurred my goals. I was I was I was broke literally. There was nothing in my bank account because. I'd spend money to comfort myself in I don't know food exactly. or some some something else because it affects so much of your day of your thinking. Why am I here? Why am I not happy? What is my purpose yeah. here? Why yeah. am I still here? And the immediate immediate and it makes you angry to, at yeah. yourself at everyone. It affects everything. The immediate my immediate solution or at least the temporary you know band aid to that mm-hmm. was you know going out or yeah. eating. It was mostly eating and. I don't know buying everything that I can. I I spent on. I thought I was I was doing myself a service when I subscribed to Stack. Yeah. Or I've bought so many magazines. I felt like I was learning and whatever. But it was just this. It was such a weird phase that I I spent so much money on unnecessary shit. Yeah. You, your judgments get clouded. Like yeah. You feel like you can fix it by something. Yeah, putting a band-aid, buying this yeah. thing. Maybe this makes me happy. Yeah. But we're really not um targeting mm-hmm. the root of the problem. Yeah. So that was my temporary mm-hmm. solution that obviously didn't work. Yeah. And then there came a time when I just I don't know. It's I didn't exactly wake up feeling, yes, can do this. I can conquer the shit. Like you know i can't do anything about but i think people just get good at handling or managing expectations i think that was my problem then that i had these certain expectations Ah, of a workplace or of um of a mentor or of a colleague weren't met met. Mm -hmm. i just started to say this is bad i guess but this was how i got by it is what it is and that 
problem isn't gonna adjust or change itself to adapt to my expectations. And so I manage my expectations. Yeah, it's like, either um, it's how you react to the situation. So it's either yeah. you accept it or you do something about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that that was the acceptance. Yeah, yeah. So I started to not exactly find my way around, but I got through. Mm. You got through, okay. <laughs> Ah, okay. Eh, di nice. <laughs> Ba't pa tayo nag-uusap dito? <laughs> eh, di mo. Wala ka naman po lang problema. Magaling ka pala eh. Bakit yung title ng episode na to? Never natin na-discuss. <laughs> Wait. I think after, after, you know, getting through, air quotes, through, you get into a state of thinking clearly, in a way, I mean, as, as for Hannah's standards, quite clear <laughs> you you see or you touch base with your goals where you want to be because as you said your judgment gets clouded your goals get blurred and so i think after even even while dealing with your problems or your complaints i think it's important to look back at your goals list or if you don't have a list, but at your goals, where you want to be in a certain amount of time, what what kind of life you want to lead or be practical. I mean, can you still stay here or can you move on to another job in terms of financial things? Like if you're complaining so much here, I'm if I'm if you're if someone is complaining at his or her job so much but earns so much money what do you think about that at what point should the person you know leave or I just think move to a How do you wake up with yourself how do you deal with yourself every morning how do you wake up knowing you're in a job like that I mean I don't know maybe might be unwise for me to say or or um not romantic is it romanticist romanticist of me to say like is money all all there is for you because if you're constantly complaining and it's just money that's making you stay there because i don't want to talk for myself i mean i'm in a very lucky place to have parents who can support themselves even when they're retired and I have a brother who's fine, doing well, and and I'm just here oh, yeah, tending it's, to it's myself. It's a little I don't wanna, ignorant for me to say to say that yeah. for people who actually um, has to rely on money yeah. because they have people yeah. um, mm. uh, depending on them. Because I know I I personally person oh, yeah I know like I personally three I personally <laughs> know sorry. so many people like mm. that, and yeah. So I think they just think about why they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it for but But these people I know who stayed very long in their jobs, complaining, 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 but they were able to sustain their families. They were already in a in an age that's, you know, in an age that demands you to be stable, mm. in a sense. Yeah, it's, it depends on the circumstance. Yeah, too. that's why I feel... That being 23 and moving from one job to another, I'm not exactly... I mean, I have I have this reasoning that... Oh, ah, okay. I used to 
when I was looking for a job, I I said, oh, I am I'm not taking any job unless it's this amount. I mean, unless they offer me this amount. But eventually, I got into my present job because although although it's not the pay that I you know wanted. No one does anyone ever get the pay that they want. But it was the perfect place for me to grow skill wise. That's that's how I see. Yeah. That's how I see myself as a twenty three years old moving from one place to another. I think there's an economic term for that. I mean, term like yung exchange return trade off trade off <laughs> trade off. Ano so there's a <laughs> so happy I remembered my economics class. So okay. at least there's a trade off between the thing that you actually want to do or the skills that you actually will learn in this job versus. Mm-hmm. The salary mm-hmm. so, so so for you you value that more yeah so yes happy shot um so when when i when you know when people just complain 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 it's it's just really important to see what are you getting out of that job as what are as a trade-off um yeah and so you said you were ta- you were talking about how you know people who left who left their jobs in my case though i'm so happy for can i talk about this like i've recently uh i have colleagues who left their jobs and have and for a good reason like they wanted uh a more challenging career path i'm just happy for i'm happy that they were able to um have that courage to leave i mean where they work currently because they were comfortable i mean they were still fulfilled it's not every it's not every day it's a happy day and that's normal seeing that they have that courage courage to move on like inspires you and makes you makes me question too whether hmm am i in the right place as we started this episode or how do i make where i am right now better for me career-wise so how do i make where i am now better Ooh, that's the question so i had this friend who had to move out of dubai and it's sad because this person was like a ball of positivity and he's he gives the best pep talks in the world and he just has an answer for every complaint that i have so it was such it was such a good he was such a good friend basically and oh i said he he he's such a you know happy guy he's very well articulated and and sometimes even people are like that they're very positive and very optimistic in life things just don't work out for them i mean that that guy came to dubai with i don't know it's like he was moving to new york that kind of feeling yeah but because he came from a fairly uh, pretty much like Manila, it's a place that's still kind of Manila-wise in terms of opportunities and you know traffic situation. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to Dubai and he was having the time of his life until until things didn't work out and it started to take a toll on his relationships with people but 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 he he exhausted all options before 
I, uh, would I say quit? No, before leaving. I won't say quit. Before he exhausted all options before going back to where he came from. And and I really found that courageous. Because usually, I never really got to the point of exhausting all options. I, I, was, I was usually um, five problems in and I'd quit. Something like that. So that's what I want to do right now. Like, if there's anything that I don't like about where I am, I'm going to try my best and give my all into making the situation better. And if, yeah, if I can't, if I've exhausted all options, that's that's a deal breaker, I guess. But I find people who make initiative to make the workplace in general as like a whole better because because it's easy to be selfish and just complain you know what i mean and leave but that person did everything he could yeah so yes so at least we're ending that episode this episode on a positive anecdote thank you friend <laughs> <laughs> but i think today um what we discussed more or less we kind of um strayed away from our main topic but um we delved into the things we value mm-hmm. about work and what happens when those things that we value remains unfulfilled. I think at the end of the day, it's just a matter of doing a reality check from time to time. Manage your expectations and just really know where you want to go. At I least for, for in, in the, how do you say this, in the future, like immediate immediate future and i think one of those is as you said reality checks it's just having someone to talk about it with mm-hmm. that's how you i mean that's how you create contru- constructive criticism about where you're at right now yeah all right so let's go yes to yes what have you encountered discovered liked this week i'm gonna grab, I'm gonna grab my notebook so i wanted to take this as a platform to take our podcast as a platform to um to highlight artists that i like and also a platform for me to learn about them so i'm like accountable (laughs) but there's okay there's this artist i like her her name is jenny holzer she is an american artist um her works started around during the late 70s and her works are usually um, political, a mix of polit- politics and poetics. So her works are based on words. She has a she has artworks called inflammatory essays. It, I, you've probably seen it circulating online, like being shared, but without her name on it whatsoever. Her works are usually big statements about politics, and she uses poetry to address that and why it's super shareable. I find it on social media. So one of her works that I like says, savor kindness because cruelty is always possible later. I think this one is just shareable for everyone. She has, she creates strong, powerful political statements that pushes the boundaries and get people to kind of question what they're seeing around them. So during her heyday, 80s, late 70s, she would put up, her artworks like as posters or like it just in walls like street art and it just has a statement so when you look at it you see you think like 
is this an ad or something? And then people actually look at it and then they read it and then it's up to you to decide what, what you make out of it. So that's Jenny Holzer. Yeah, I hope you like my artist for the week. <laughs> so what about you? What do you have for me? I saw this one article that I shared with you sometime last week. That It's this piece called The Lost Art of Meaningful Conversation. And it's written by Caroline Mihok. Mihok. Medium. Medium. She basically talks about her experience in New Zealand traveling solo for a year and how she how she felt conversations or dialogue in travels in her travels are deeper in a sense that she pulls answers from places she would never go to compared to when she's in her home country like people are asking um why are you willing to be alone or what I drives your that. what drives your curiosity and you know having i've i've had i i haven't traveled solo a lot but i've had i've already had those kind of conversations with people there's this one guy i think i've mentioned him before in the podcast his name is govinda the one who looks after a hostel in Nepal, we were really discussing about my tendency to overthink. Because obviously I was like planning the next three days or whatever. Will it rain in Kathmandu or whatever? So we got into a point where he was asking, what do you feel about the present? Stuff like that. But I don't really get those kind of conversations here. Caroline, the writer, also pointed out that there's this certain kind of openness that you get when talking to someone who you th- who you will not probably meet ever again and i agree and i felt the same way with so many people and i used to have this um doormate roommate i was in a can we not talk about it i want a whole topic about this ah okay so i'm just gonna go through na lang the thing no, 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 I'm not I'm gonna dive in, but I'm just gonna share what were the what were the converse, what the conversation was about. Okay. Me and this guy, he was like on the top bunk and we were talking about how we feel stuck or how we because he he kind he just escaped, ran away, traveled for a year and told no one about it until he was deep in the first month of his travels and so he we were talking about what parents really are for or like what kind of guidance do we actually need from them so those are things that i wouldn't talk about on a regular basis even with you even with people i'm close with but there are so many topics about life and everything that you just encounter with people Read the read the thing because oh, it's I will. <laughs> I will. she she asks the question. So how do we bring together the people that care about these types mm. of conversations, and what do these people have in common? Can I answer? Wow, I go for me because like having those meaning meaningful conversations for me first. What I find is their willingness to listen. Also, the environment we're in. 
because it's hard to talk about these things in like in just a throwaway manner when you're just walking or like just having a casual encounter. And at the same time, it's hard to talk about, you know, details at work that this person yeah. will not be able to relate to. Yeah. So you just go for this common the topic common that ground. everyone relates to, which are usually the philosophical yeah. <laughs> questions in life. Yeah. So we, we never really um, think about having these m- meaningful conversations because it's difficult. So we just choose the smaller, easier topics. And she also asks the question, could we change our day-to-day sense of being, knowing that a stranger cares, is interested, and wants to figure things out alongside you? We, we didn't really dive into this side of solo travel in our first episode. Yes. So if you guys like this episode, um, please share it with friends. Tell us what you think about it. We are at Long Way Home Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would appreciate if you leave a rating or a review on our iTunes page. It helps other people find us too. Yes. So if you support us, please, please. And it helps bring the Long Way Home podcast to the top of the research results. (laughs) There are so many podcasts named Way Way Way, Home, Long Way way. But we have the best branding. Bye. 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 Bye.